आई वी एम वेलकम टू एब्सोल्युटली राइट आई एम योर होस्ट अदिति सुराना दिस हैज बीन अ टफ एंड डिस्टर्बिंग वीक फॉर ऑल ऑफ अस सुशांत सिंह राजपूत इंडेड हिज लाइफ लिविंग ऑल ऑफ अस शॉक्ड एंड हार्ट ब्रोकन डिड यू ऑल्सो फील दैट नमनेस इन योर बोन्स दैट स्लाइट ट्रेमलिंग सेंसेशन इन योर नीज एज यू इमेजिन वॉट ऑल ही वुड हैव गॉन थ्रू बिफोर कंक्लूडिंग यू एंड आई नो दैट फीलिंग we have all felt it in some or the other manner his death raised many questions questions that we could have ignored till now but not anymore what sushant could have done to deal with his depression what his family members and friends could have done differently to help him we already have stigma around mental health and on top of that the focus is always to fix the broken person we keep looking at what a depressed or anxious person can do how can he or she ask for help why shouldn't they feel the way they do in today's episode i wish to focus on the second question and talk about how you and i can take responsibility mental illness is an epidemic how long are we going to wait before we accept it what else has to happen before we stop pretending and start accepting all our broken and mutilated stories how many sushans do we have to lose before we wake up and do something about it exactly 3 months ago my team and i were reading about the lockdown and its effect on mental health in different parts of the world especially the rising number of people suffering from anxiety depression and suicide india was yet to announce the lockdown but we knew it was inevitable my very close friend and colleague rashi looked at me with concern in her eyes and said we can't let this happen we cannot sit idle and do nothing i couldn't have agreed more we called for a team meeting picked brains for hours and decided to play our part as mental frontline warriors we created two social initiatives one was a free anti anxiety journaling workshop especially for those who were suffering alone and second was free one on one session with people suffering from any form of mental illness we were willing to do whatever it took the only problem was we didn't know what we were walking into we were unaware that we were opening flood gates it's been very moving disturbing and heartbreaking to witness the intensity of pain that people are dealing with i must say that it has transformed me as a person my mother who's staying with me in the lockdown saw us work relentlessly to help more than 700 people go through the journaling workshop and 324 people through one-on-one sessions i uh, my mom heard some moving stories of people going through amazing transformations an anxious son who struggled internally while nursing his old sick parents started feeling calmer a 60 year old woman went off sleeping pills after ages many people reached out to their family members parents after many many years and many such stories of embracing calmness that day after hearing sushant's news we were all trying to get our heads around it my mom walked into my office studio and said something that shook me from within she said do you think your journaling workshop would have helped sushant someone should have told him about it na and before i could reply to what she had just said she continued 
But it's not easy to help your children or anyone else, even if you want to. Sometimes they think that you're imposing your ideas on them. And then they stop talking to never speak again about anything that is bothering them. What I said in passing played on my mind. What could have Sushant's family and friends done differently? Do you think they knew that he needed help? Did they know how to help? The last few months pushed many people over the edge. We could not help Sushant, but we all have people that we love and care about that can be helped. Let's talk about what all you and I can do for a friend, family member, or even for a colleague before it is too late. First of all, how to know if someone is suffering through an emotional or mental challenge. The second, really important question, what not to do. And the third one, how to be there for a person no matter what. How to know if someone is suffering through an emotional and mental challenge. It is genuinely tough to spot someone with mental illness. It is not obvious to the person who is suffering. Even if they become aware, most of their efforts are on dealing with it privately without letting anyone know. On top of that, no two people experience the same symptoms. They are different for each and every individual. My heart sinks when I speak with someone with asymptomatic mental illness. No one really knows that this happy-looking person is genuinely suffering. They remain functional in most parts of their life and keep doing the right things, not dropping their garb, not asking for help, merely suffering alone. They reply to every, how are you, with a perfectly fine response with a major smile that won't give away the truth. We must learn to pick up signs. We know how our loved ones behave, eat, sleep, talk. If we see any discrepancies, then investigate without intruding, blaming or concluding. I'll discuss how exactly to go about it in a minute. But let's understand the symptoms. Some people eat more and some lose their appetite. Some can't get out of the bed. Some cannot sleep at all. Some get hyperactive and some become sluggish and listless. At any point, if you think that your friend is just overthinking or merely being oversensitive or he or she loves to overreact, then let me tell you something very, very clearly. Mental illness is psychological as well as physiological, which means your friend is also dealing with some incomprehensible chemical changes in his or her brain. Imagine the situation. One day you were cooking something in the kitchen and you touched a hot pan by mistake. You rushed to the fridge and got some ice out or quickly applied toothpaste on the burn making sure it does not leave any mark. Now you have a burning sensation but no burnt mark. Next thing you know is that your best friend decides to visit you. She comes and hugs you and holds your hand lovingly as she missed you terribly in the lockdown. Instead of reciprocating her love with a smile, you scream. She is all baffled, hurt by your behavior. Now she can't see your burn mark. So she doesn't believe that you did it because it was hurting you. What if she starts saying things like these? First, it's all in your head. Is it? No. If your burn mark is not in your head, then the mental illness that your friend is suffering from is also not in his or her head. Depression or anxiety is not their imagination. They are not making it up. They are not creating these stories or excuses. Second, don't pay attention. The burn will bother you more if you keep thinking about it. Really? 
Stop trivializing my pain, you may say. Third, let it go. You just keep holding on to the past situation so much. It is of no use. How? How exactly one can let go their most burning emotion without resolving it? Fourth, but you don't look depressed. What exactly do you expect? What do you mean by saying this? I heard this a lot after my divorce. Many people thought about it and some people said it to my face. Divorce ho gaya hai? Lagta nahi hai. Now, how do you explain this? But you don't look depressed is equally bizarre. Five, think positive. This could have been worse, you know. Now, what do you mean? Are you saying that if I would have burnt my hand, my body or my entire house, then this burning sensation would have been much lesser? Like, there is no comparison. And thinking positive is not a solution to every mental illness. Six, just snap out of it. Can you just snap out of your physical pain? No, right? Same thing is applicable to your mental pain. People say such things because they do not know how to deal with their uncomfortable emotions. 7. Don't worry. This too shall pass soon. I agree that eventually everything will pass, but saying this to your friend when he cannot deal with the problem at hand is really pressurizing. 8. Do yoga, no? Meditation, exercise, it's very helpful. Giving advice without your expertise is none of your business. It will not divert your mind. It will not make you happy. And mental illness is not solved by ignoring the issue. So please do not do any of these things if you really care about the person who is suffering. It's time we change this. Sit down and genuinely ask yourself this question. If you really want to be there for your friend, then are you ready for it? It's tough to become a caregiver to a mentally ill person, especially because they are mostly sad, irritable, cranky, sarcastic, lethargic, withdrawn. But if you love someone, then learn how to love that person. If you care, then learn how to care. If you meant when you said that I will be there for you, this is the time to be there for them. Now, these are the eight things that you can keep in mind while dealing with your friend. First, set an environment. Culturally, we do not acknowledge mental illness. We make fun of people. We think they are just weak, feeble, oversensitive or even stupid. You might have not directly abused or insulted your friend, but you do mock other people in front of your friend. Or we make fun of other people for their mistakes. We trivialize when celebrities go through emotional challenges and problems. If the answer to any one of these questions is yes, then please know that your friend will never feel safe to speak with you about his or her problem. So change that environment. 2. Do you have the tools? When your only tool is a hammer, you look at every problem as a nail. Emotions are delicate, layered and complicated. As you can't open a door lock with a bottle opener, you cannot deal with one person's emotion like another person's emotions. Observe, read about it, learn, see what works for this person. Sorry, there are no shortcuts to this. You will have to do the work. Third, stop fixing them. Your friend is sick, not flawed or broken. The best way to help is to be there without any judgment. 
it doesn't matter what you think or what you feel it's not about you it's about them repeat after me my only and only job here is to help my friend suffer less you can give advice you can give solutions later when the person has come out of this emotional pressure but at this point in time keep telling this to yourself my only and only job here is to help my friend suffer less fourth compassionate listening this is one of the most important skills when it comes to helping people open up and feel better about themselves i will be doing an entire episode next friday on this topic for now try these questions say things like i know i don't understand what you're going through can you help me understand it what can i do to make you feel better i'm sorry that you're experiencing this just know that i'm here for you fifth keep showing up do not expect them to respond care without probing nagging or enforcing give them control of the situation be around ask things like can i bring you dinner this week would you like to go for a walk with me let's watch a movie together find occasions to engage six you can't fake it you can either just somebody or you don't you are either pregnant or you're not there is nothing called slightly pregnant and there is nothing called slightly judgmental accept that you have no clue how to help the situation you are not a savior you're just a gardener you can only create a nurturing environment and do it regularly the plant will know how to grow and all you have to do is make sure that you do your part seven therapy some mental illness requires therapy others require medication and both are completely okay be a support system for your friend to go through this treatment say things like that i'm not the right person to answer your question would you like me to search a therapist nearby eight set boundaries it is tiresome to be an invisible support do not let it cost you your mental balance make sure that you journal you do graphotherapy you find ways in which you keep your calm and keep your energies high thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of absolutely right i would genuinely like to know what were your takeaways from this really really crucial episode what small actions will you be taking when it comes to taking care of your friends better write to me on my instagram account at aditi surana if you like this podcast then don't forget to check out other interesting podcast on ivm network you can listen to us on ivm podcast app or ivmpodcasts.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram let's connect on wednesday till then happy writing I hope you enjoyed that show. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm Money and Intel. We appreciate their support. It's been a really fun week, guys. We've had some great episodes on your old favorites. Cyrus says advertising is dead. Edges and sledges. Football should be a really fun episode as well. Definitely do check it out. I'm sure you're going to enjoy yourselves. And thanks for listening and we hope to catch you again next week. How many times have you motivated yourself to improve your sleep or lose weight or be more productive? 
how many times have you failed hi my name is ashtin doctor tune into my show the habit coach podcast where we focus on creating small tiny habits to improve your life instead of those big impossible tasks so make listening to me a habit every monday wednesday and friday on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com or on your favorite podcasting app